Thursday live from the ESPN 690 and Jaron Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Uh, that that uh, listen, I'm focused on this one. I you know I just told my son all the pressures on on you for this Christmas holiday and family holiday. I said you know I I can't I can't I'm not pulling it home this year. So it's all on you whether we're going to be a happy family or a miserable family. <laughs> that is Doug Marone that, yesterday <laughs> prior to Bulls, and I guess everybody's going to be miserable <laughs> because Bulls lost today, 35-21 yeah. in the state championship game. Put that soundbite in the greatest hits, though, please. That's great. It's a great soundbite. So I think Twitter lied to me yesterday. Well, yeah. Don't, I think they were trying to be politically correct. I mean, hey, Exhibit A, don't put your faith in Twitter, but go on. So here's what I did last night. I, I was, I was. I actually deleted this tweet a couple times. <laughs> like you tweeted it, then you deleted it? Well, no, I like deleted. Like I started to do it, then I was uh-huh. like, but it kind of hit me I, when I, I heard that soundbite yesterday evening. You know, I was doing some stuff for TV, and we put it in TV, and it, and I was thinking more about it. And I think Doug was able to get last year to the state championship game down in Daytona because it was on a Friday evening. Mm. So I think they hustled him down, like he hustled down there. A Friday night's an old, like kind of a night uh, that's a little low key in the NFL. Yeah, right. Kind of the hay is in the barn, so to speak. Correct. We, have, um, well, we call those fast Fridays, Brett. You get in, get out. Fast Fridays. I don't even think that was publicized, but I think he was there for at least some of it, or got there for some of it. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Well, this year the game's in Tallahassee, and his son Mac is, is a good player. I've watched him for three years. He's a good player. Mac Marone, I like Mac that. Marone, yeah, and he plays Sounds linebacker. Sounds like a rapper, to tell you the truth. <laughs> he's he's all over the place. Yeah, I mean he's a good player. Yeah, and and here's what. Listen, we we watch our kids play all the time now. Softball, baseball. There's nothing more fun than watching the kids play ball. Mm-hmm. Like it's awesome. Uh, and don't have to be a great player or not. Just fun watching the kids play ball. So I wrote. I said I think it sucks. Marone can't go watch, and I put can't in in quotations. Go watch his kid play in state title game tomorrow. It probably would be frowned upon to go, but even if they were 12-1, and one, Marone missing a practice to see his kid play wouldn't impact Sunday. few things better than watching your kids play ball. I got a lot of reaction to it. Sure. And a lot of people said, yeah, man, he should go. I mean, come on. He's gotta, well, some people kind of like, he's going to be fired in three weeks anyway, but like, he should go. He should go. You know, I definitely should go. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that's the way everybody would respond. Uh, here's where you got to put this in context. Well, if no, you lose 44-10 yeah. to 10 on Sunday, you'd probably go back to it and be like, see? Look what happens when the coach goes away. Like, yeah. well, you know, That's the way the world reacts. And, but, and I'm going to add one more before I ask you this question. But I gotta, you got to put it in a situation, not if they were 12-1, and 1, but what if they right now are what the Ravens are? They're 8-5. Mm-hmm. And I think it would be very hard for the head coach to be like, hey, i got to go check this out. You know, mm-hmm. but could you move the schedule around a little bit? Do you do a little extra more work on yourself on Wednesday? Do you trust your assistants? Do you like does John Harbaugh? Would he do that? I would say he wouldn't, but I would still be okay with it. Like I think it's okay. I, I think I think you should go to something like that. You don't get that many opp- those many opportunities, um, but I think it's a football mentality that doesn't allow you to go to those kind of things because. It's just the way it's been done. Those those old school football people be like, "What you did? What you can't? No way, man!" This like Doug even started that quote 
with all my attentions on this. Mm-hmm. See, because he didn't want to be like, I'm not even thinking about their game. I'm thinking about my – that's just the way they're built. It, it reminds me of, like, Puzzlesny. I remember I, – I, I, I've shared this story before, mm-hmm. but it has always stuck out to me about Puzzlesny. You know, man, he's just, boom, machine-like, right? And he's all in. And and we – I, I think Mark Long was there. There were some others, about a few of them. And we kind of were joking with him on camera. And Puzlesny said something like, stop it, or I'm not answering that question, or whatever it was that was a little bit goofy. Okay. Like, if my dad sees me laughing on camera, he will kill me, or something yeah, like yeah, that, yeah, right? Yeah. He just wasn't ready. Like, there's no goofing around, man. That's business. business. You take care of business. Mm-hmm. And it's all football, and it's all that job, yeah. all the time. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Like, we sleep in cots. You mm-hmm. work at... 18 hours a day, you know, there's just that old school thing. And I think that doesn't allow a guy, not just Doug, I think that doesn't allow a lot of people to be able to do those kind of things, even if, is it really a big deal if Doug Marone had gone to the state championship game today for a few hours and let his assistants run practice? It's not a big deal. Now, you say it's not a big deal as a dad and as a as a radio guy now. Yeah. But would the locker room think it would be a big deal? Okay. So first of all, you said a majority of your followers said that they would like Doug to go to the game. Yeah, yeah. Right? That's because all of your followers are old geriatrics who have grandkids. <laughs> okay? I was I was in the parking lot waiting for you guys for that fight. You guys never showed up. Well, what's up, man? Were you guys watching Murder, She Wrote, or what? Yeah, true. Probably. Okay. <laughs> there you go. So next thing. You know, the reason why, and I probably never will get into coaching in terms of football, is because I've seen too much. I've, I, I've lived through too much. And I've seen too much, whether it's the high school, the college, and especially the NFL level. I know the time, the dedication, the man hours it takes um, to even make it. And then on top of that, be successful. And I think I know what Doug Marone knows, right, in terms of coaching, where it's such a cutthroat business. And it is about the wins or losses. Not to say Doug Marone could leave uh, practice that day, go watch his son, and everything would be okay, because it would. But his own psyche would revolt against him and say, that was an opportunity to get better, and you pass that up. That's how coaches think. Yeah, yeah. Coaches always try to grab every single opportunity, because we always, and it's the most cliche thing, it's a game of inches. Well, it's a game of inches on that football field, but it's also a game of inches in the preparation. And if he was to leave that practice to go watch his son, you lost an inch. And then that would stay in his psyche. When he's in Baltimore coaching that team, that would stay. You know, like a like a little like somebody stalking in the corner, basically, that would stay in his psyche. So I get why he didn't do it. Now, how do I feel about it? You know, I'm a father. And believe me when I say that having my, you know, he's five years old now, but having my son was the best thing I ever accomplished. It was the best thing with all due respect to football, all due respect to MMA, all due respect to graduating, all that stuff. It doesn't even come close to hanging out with your kid. You know, I'm reminded my son got 100% on his spelling test last week, and he was so stressed out about it. We were practicing so hard, and my wife during the show sent me text messages, hey, Ronan got 100%, and the teacher even had some nice comments about it. That made me more happy than getting drafted. And I'll be honest, I was happy getting drafted, man, because it, it was a night of booze. <laughs> it, was, it was a night of free I kegs. I mean, you didn't go to the 40 after that smelling no, test. No, man, it was a night of free kegs <laughs> at Silver Lake Lanes. What's up, Sherry Q-Block? Hope you're doing well. Um, it was a great time. But in that moment, man, 
when I saw you got 100%, like, I ran home, I gave him a hug, I was playing some music, we were dancing, like, that was one of the best experiences of my life. And guess what? I got so many more to look forward to, and I cannot wait for those experiences. That's a spelling test, man. Wait till he starts maybe acing a math test, because I could never do that. So maybe he would shock me and do that. But the point that I'm trying to make here is, listen, a lot of guys in that locker room, they don't have kids. And I remember when I was that age, when I was a rookie, you know, and going through the whole process of playing the NFL, I didn't get it. I didn't get why after a game when I'd go to the Jack's Beach bars, Aaron Cameron would go, man, sorry, I got to go home to the family. I didn't understand that. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. dude, you play in the NFL. It's a stressful situation. We got Joe Cullen yelling at us nonstop. Why don't you come out for a drink with us, man? Unwind a little bit. Blow off some steam. He's like, no, I'd rather go to my family. And until I had my son, until I got married, I understood it. Like, the family is the bar. Right, like where we try to find all these things that get away from the stress of an NFL season, the stress of winning two games. I didn't have the family at the time. I had the Jack's Beach Bars. But when I had my family now, I'm like, you know what? That's a lot better way to go about things. So as I say that now, I get the fact that some players could have a problem with it. But if I'm a captain in that locker room, if I'm Miles Jack, um, give me some other captains real quick. Uh, uh, Josh, Josh Allen. Yeah, Josh Allen. Uh, but listen, Minshew. If, if, if I'm Josh Allen, if I'm Gardner Minshew, Linder. If I'm Miles Jack, uh, if I'm Joe Schobert, you know, I mean, I think he's got some respect in that locker room as well. I get the team together and I say, guys, you know, this is a, a really important moment in our coach's life. And, and I think, you know, Miles Jack said it himself, like he respects Doug Marone. And I would try everything in my power, whether you got to show up late to a practice or early to a practice, but I would try to revolve around Doug Marone's schedule for one day. I think they have that in them. So whether you have a, a 6.30 in the morning practice, you can make that sacrifice, so be it. Whether you have to come back that night and practice after the, his son's game, I'm not sure what time the game was at, but whatever the case may be, I make sure as a leader in that locker room, especially a leader if you have kids, you understand it. I make sure Doug Marone attends that game. Yeah, and it's like, to be honest with you, man, let's just say it didn't even move anything around. I mean, th- does it make any difference at all if Doug Marone's at this one practice or not? No, it doesn't make a difference. But once again, we got to talk about optics because yeah, that's yeah. the world that we live in. And I would try everything in my power to make sure that he goes to the game, but we still get a practice in somehow that day. Yeah. I, and listen, I understand it's part of it. I, I'm, I'm telling you, if I was the head coach of the football team, I'd have a hard time doing it, too. Like, yeah. I, I, I believe that. Like, heck, if we got a if there's something major going on, if there's some breaking news. I mean, let's just be honest with you. If my kids play in the state championship and Dude, Doug Marone gets I, fired. Yeah. Well, then I'd probably. Heading back to the studio to no, do live stuff. I mean, that's listen, just the way it goes. Listen, but. like, if you miss a show because Ty's got a game or Kelly's got a game, dude, I I, I want you to miss a show. No, well, I, mean, yeah, yeah. I know it's respect to myself. But, but no, but I mean, that, that's how I feel. And that's how I think anybody should be. Like, yeah, but you only, should you only get so many games. Or two different I hear things, you, man, but you only get so many games, right? You only get so many games to check out. You only get so many games to witness. Um so, yeah, I mean, that's just how I feel about it. And at the end of the day, like I, I respect what Doug Marone did because he's putting – what he does first, I'm not going to say he's putting the team or the family, because I think family comes first to him, right? But he also understands the fact that this is what he does uh, to who much is given, much is tested, and that's what makes a great coach. And I know right now on paper, it doesn't look like he's doing a great job, but going forward, when you're going through job reviews, you know, when you're going through maybe another app, a process of maybe getting a position coach job or a coordinator job, like, that'll probably come back, uh, and it'll probably come back in his benefit. Yeah, and by the way, he's doing it, I mean, in a year, it probably never crossed his mind, but it, in a year where, in three more games, he probably knows he's not going to be here anyway. So, I yeah, mean, he yeah, could yeah. be like, yeah, whatever. How many people in their normal jobs would be like, yeah, whatever, I know I'm out at the end of the year? Oh, you got to put in the parking lot. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's the way the rest of us 
are probably built. Yeah. Right. And that's um, why not everybody can be an NFL coach. Yeah, that's why it's totally different. So uh what do you think do you think Gus Bradley, even though the record wasn't good, yeah. left that football team with something that they kind of took forward that enabled them at all to have some success after his departure? Uh, was there an impact of the football team? The reason I ask that mm-hmm. is Doug Marone, we're going to sit here and we're going to ridicule him for the record, and, and he's most likely going to get fired. And, and so when I ask this question, it's like, what do you mean? What's he going to be remembered for? I'm not, I'm not basically saying what's his legacy, but I want to yeah. say what he's had to have some impact on that building and locker room and and everything because yeah. he's had his handprint all over it. And you don't just dismiss all that stuff, I would imagine, as a player. So going forward – did Gus leave those guys with something that may have helped them? Will Doug Marone leave yeah. these guys potentially with something that, that advances their career and maybe even makes this organization successful after he goes? So first of all, with Gus Bradley, you know, and I only spent a short time with him, and we've been down this road where I shared the story uh, for Sports Illustrated that I wrote when I got cut, right? And Gus Bradley, um, I basically told him, like, listen, man, uh, the biggest thing that I'm feeling right now is I'm not going to be able to get coached by you because I love the energy that you bring. You make the game fun. Um, and I was bummed that I was missing out on that moment. So to answer your question about Gus Bradley, did he leave anything behind? I think the attitude about how you go about your work, I think the energy that you have to have to have success. And I understand when Gus Bradley was the head coach here, didn't have a lot of success. Right. But if you remember how that transpired when he left, a lot of players were sad to see him go. And I think the reason is because he liked to have so much fun. Like he he I think he made coming to work fun. Right. Like sometimes even when you got two, three wins in a season, it's not fun to go to work. It's not fun to show up. But I think Gus Bradley was so genuine that, hey, listen, guys, regardless of the record, I'm still going to give you my all. And that reciprocates itself. So that's what Gus Bradley left behind. I think he left behind the energy, right? Because sometimes energy, it can seep in the walls, right? It, it can stay there, um, and it can manifest itself, if you will, getting pretty uh, down the road right now. But yeah, it can manifest itself. And I think Gus Bradley left the energy behind. What is Doug Marone going to leave behind? You know, that's a harder one because I'm like, I go off Gus Bradley in the press conferences, right? Like the guy always had, I mean, he always had the right thing to say, right? And he was a people person. Doug Marone, no offense to him, but it's a different style. It's uh, I don't want to say it's a little more monotone, but like he doesn't give you much at a press conference. You know, he doesn't really have those motivational speeches to us, the media. Now maybe to the players he does, but not to the media. I think in Doug Marone's case, I think it's going to be the ability of two things, and they're two important things: perseverance and adaptation. Because when Tom Coughlin was here, we saw Doug Marone, I think, be a coach, but he was a shell of the coach that he could be, right? Because he had to answer to Tom Coughlin. When Tom Coughlin left, I think Doug Marone finally got the opportunity to show who he was. He adapted to the locker room, and you hear how the players feel about him. So I think adaptability and then obviously perseverance because a lot of people were saying, hey, what is Doug Marone doing back this year? Right? I think maybe we might have been those people as well. But at the end of the day, he somehow got it done. He's a survivor. He persevered, and I think that's going to translate to the players in that locker room as well. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Again, both young teams at that time, Gus when he left in 16, and now this team is very young. So I'm I'm sure there's some impact left uh, for Doug Marone uh, if if, uh, this is his last three games. All right, let's pivot. Jacksonville Iceman underway in the 2020-2021 season. 
And uh, back at it this weekend as well. And a friend of the program, Wacey Rabbit, joins us right now on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Hey, man, hope you're doing well. Uh, my goodness, you guys are playing hockey. Tell me for real now. Did you think you'd be playing hockey in December of 2020 at some point this year? Uh, well, first off, I want to say thanks for having me, gentlemen. Hope you're well. And, <laughs> I mean, we just live week by week, basically, up until up until about three weeks ago when they gave our uh, gave our, our league the green light that we were going to go. And then, uh, obviously, we had meetings with our with with the team and the the ownership via Zoom because, I mean, everybody was elsewhere on Earth, or the only place we could really meet was on Zoom. So, but I mean, it's it's a uh, it's very fortunate that we get to play and our ownership and everyone in the league and with the PHBA and obviously coaching staff. And, They've done a great job preparing us, and so far it's gone well. Yeah, what is it like? Uh, you know, we hear obviously the NFL and, and other places are so highly profiled in terms of we know what's going on day to day, all the testing. Uh, what's it like at the ECHL level? Uh, what are you guys doing? Like, is it? Are you, have you adapted quickly to whatever you are doing to to meet protocols and, and adapt to the situation you're in? Yeah, well, just before our camp started, like I'm coming from Canada, so the league and um, our our individual teams had everybody take a COVID test and we self-isolated prior to leaving across the border. It's kind of tough with some guys driving. Like I drove from Calgary and that's a 41 hour drive and that's a five days going through about 12 states. So you're, you're going to run into, into people, but you try to like, I mean, you try to wear your mask and just kind of take that six feet. But once we got here, we, we took our COVID test and we went through physicals. Uh, we self-isolated uh, before camp started to make sure everybody was um, everyone was good to go, and then we got the green light and uh, we we test twice a week, usually uh, after usually have a day off on Sunday, so Monday will come in um, Thursday before the weekend starts. Like today, we had our testing, and I mean so far, like it, we've we've got the green light, and it's kind of just putting ownership on our ourselves individually to make sure that hey, you know. We are doing this in a pandemic. There are a lot of eyes on us. We may not be the NFL or the MLB, but I know the NHL is watching us because they're trying to have a, a January, mid-January start. So I think we're kind of the guinea pigs for that. But again, we're in a pandemic, and it's it's just a privilege to play hockey and to to do what we're doing because I know back home where I'm from, they're locked down completely, and uh, different parts of the world aren't doing so well. So. And we're very fortunate, and uh, our fans were awesome on Saturday. Obviously, everybody followed protocol, and hopefully it was a safe and fun environment for us. Uh, sorry for them. And, again, hopefully we put on a good show because we're really excited to get the game back going. Talking to Wacey Rabbit of the Jacksonville Iceman. And, Wacey, you said it, man. In terms of, you know, the preparation for this season, obviously it's different. And, like, I think back to, like, the NBA. Like, obviously, NBA guys, they got it made. You just find your local YMCA, go shoot some hoops in the basketball gym, and you're good to go. For you guys, though, I feel like it's different. You have to get that ice time, right? You have to get acclimated. I mean, coming from Canada where it feels like a lot of things are shut down right now, were you able to get a lot of ice time? Were your teammates able to get a lot of ice time? And in doing so, like, did you guys come in for the you know the first game of the season like in shape, ready to roll? Uh, well, myself individually, I was fortunate enough that I like I run my hockey schools and my, my development in the summertime. So I did like where I was. The the cases weren't too high, but I think probably <laughs> a week before camp they shut down everything. So I mean, I was not on the ice for two weeks, and I know there's a couple guys like uh, Chase Harris in our defense when his his area was locked down for about three months prior to camp. So if you go on my Twitter, I kind of just posted something. He's on 
like a frozen creek underneath the bridge trying to get some reps in with his little brother. Like, but like, that's just kind of like how the, how dedicated these guys are, you know, um, you have to adapt and roll with the times, uh, whether you're an athlete or scholastics or what your day-to-day job, I mean, you, you got to make the best of it. And just, just what's happening in the world, just you try to bring a positive attitude and, um, nothing's ideal. I mean, some teams got to, got to skate a couple times before, but I mean, everyone's kind of starting on one foot and now we're hopefully landing on two once we took that first jump and we got that first weekend over with. Now there's, now we got some, we got our feet underneath us. Wacey Rabbit with us here on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Iceman home tomorrow night. I think it was about 3,500 fans allowed in during the protocols and, and with COVID-19. So it's cool the fans were able to, to be out there. They were loud and proud last Saturday night. A uh, couple goals uh, for Wacey Rabbit in that win. What do you know about the team? I mean, do you, got, do you like what you have? You have enough coming back that you have a feel for them? I mean, hockey's interesting either way. In a normal year, it, it sometimes takes a couple weeks probably to get settled into who you are as an identity. Uh, what do you know and what do you like about this this edition of the Jacksonville Iceman? Well, well, we had about six or seven returning guys coming, so that's always nice, especially when you when you want to try to like you said you brought you talk about identity to a team and um, Smurfs Smurfs teams from the beginning. He started coaching you. They're hardworking teams, you know. We're hard to play against, and I think we brought in the right mixture. We got some guys that are that probably could be at the American Hockey League level if under normal circumstances they're playing at this level so we're very fortunate to have these guys and like i said uh, (laughs) it's just a privilege to play hockey so everybody that comes into the rink is very very excited and they're here to to get better for the time that we're here and i mean who knows what's going to happen in a month or a month or two so we're just trying to make the most of it but um obviously our first our first game in florida didn't go well and then the second game against greenville we started to get the wheels turning and now against south carolina we'll we'll have another great weekend and a good test but um, i like our defense i like our goaltending our forwards we're fast we're um we're gritty we're tenacious i mean that's that's all being said here now under two games but we still have to go improve that but uh, i'm really excited about this year and especially with with Everything going on, I just want to make sure that our team is prepared and giving a good show to, to everyone here in Jacksonville. Well, Wacey, speaking of a good show, man, I mean, you're off to a hot start already. you got two goals. you got one assist so far, I believe. That's three points. Um, you know, is that traditionally how you start the season? You know, like, do you get off to fast starts? And I guess, like, with hockey, man, I grew up playing it, haven't played it for a long time, obviously. Is it kind of like baseball where if you're a batter, you kind of find your slump a little bit? Or is the, is the whole name of the game to try to maintain and increase? Well, for me, I'm a little bit older. Uh, this is probably the best summer I've had of <laughs> training. I mean, it's eight months off, nine months off. If you have that much time off to recover, usually it's because you had an injury, right? So yeah. there was no excuses for myself, and I feel like I'm 24. And I, and I, had, a, I had a good start, but, I mean, I, I'm playing with, like I said, great players. So I'm only, I'm only as good as my line mates, and I got some great line mates, and everybody's been kind of helping out that way. But um, as – as you prepare for hockey seasons, it's such a it's such a, a gritty game. I mean, you prepare the same way just so that you can make sure that you're around the net and um, Smurf system. I've been here with under him for four years. That if you follow how he plays and obviously those second and third efforts you're going to have to put in to to get to that to that net. If you follow that, you're going to have your opportunities. And it's just a matter of scoring and. I mean, I, I had a the first one. I had, I had a good shot. I just turned and shot it, and the second one was rebounds from uh, on the power play from my like my two 
of two linemates grinding it out in front. I just kind of tapped it in. So it could have been any of us, and I was just lucky enough it was me. But, um, again, uh, I'm only as good as my teammates. I'm excited to, to get going again this weekend. All right, I'm going to leave you with this. Uh, what does it mean to be a captain uh, of this team? Again, you, Jason Christie, and you, you've been around a bit. I mean, the fans are comfortable with you guys, know you guys, but obviously there's a role on this team, and especially this year. Uh, is, does it mean a little something extra uh, to wear the C? Well, anytime you're looked upon as a leader, it's it's a, it's a huge honor. And for myself, I've always looked at myself as a as a leader. Any team I went, um, I'm not a big raw raw guy. If there's something to be said, I'll say it. But I let my play do do the talking, and then especially in the community, um, where we're citizens of Jacksonville now for the time that we're here. So we want to make sure that we're putting on that we were other under circumstances that we still want to be good citizens of Jacksonville. So I want to make sure that that's first and foremost, and. Um, the games, we're just trying to grow the game, right? In Florida, it's not a bit. I think football, baseball come a lot higher than hockey. So that's one of the things we're trying to do. And um, for the younger guys, I just want to make sure that I, I go out and work hard and they just kind of follow suit. And it's just a letter. You got to come out and play and you got to be the same person. And uh, at the end of the day, that's most important to me that I'm a good teammate and guys, have, they feel comfortable if they have any issues. And obviously the on ice is will take care of itself if you work hard. Well, go score a couple more tomorrow night. Jacksonville home against South Carolina. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. All that good stuff. And uh, have a fantastic season. Hopefully we'll catch up with you again soon. Thanks for having me, gentlemen. Have a good happy holidays. You got it. Uh, that's Wacy Rabbit, Jacksonville Iceman, home tomorrow night, 7 o'clock. Uh, and then they go on the road a little bit, home again on Monday, Monday, December 28th. Yeah. Unusual Monday game. Yeah. Uh, so... Make sure you check it out. They're, they're home just two more times before the calendar flips to 2021. But obviously the season's just getting going. Yeah. And, and you just have to get your tickets because, you know, this is a, in a an organization that's put six, seven, eight thousand in for games. You're only going to allow about 3,500 at least for now yeah. at home games. I have to get like his active recovery program because to ride 48 hours, whatever it was, in a car. That's unbelievable. And not have any back pain or whatever. Dude, two hours in a car. Like if I drive to Orlando, back pain. Instant back pain. So, man, that's a that's a long we haul. Just for him. make the trip with them home, and just do the show the whole time on the road. <laughs> I'm not going to be a pleasure to be around. I'm just telling you right now. I mean, unless we take your truck or something like that. Maybe Boz. Will, some maybe Jack's Boz will drive. Now we're t- now we're t- he's probably too busy with AW. Yeah, yeah. Got, Hey, we are I mean, VIPs. We're just yeah, we're not, we're not VIPs for Boz. Man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's going to put us in a Ford Focus and say, "Hey, have fun, drive it yourself." Check out the Jacksonville Lights. By the way, I got a major cramp this morning. He said he felt 24. I felt like yeah. I was 85. I'm you, still feeling the you cramp. cramp. You're not drinking enough water. In my calf. Yeah, drink some not water. Not too much man. coffee. I well, thought about drink it. Drink some more. Counterbalance it with water. I know. I've been drinking a decent amount, but it wasn't enough. It's not enough, I need man. some Pedialyte. You need some IV. I need a bananas. You need IV. need potassium. potassium. It was awful. Yeah, stop cramping, man. I'm telling my you. My gosh. I'm telling you. Is so that's bad. your body saying, help me. Were you in tears? Close. I mean, especially the calf, too. The calf's the worst. What was worse, calf or hamstring? Uh, star, star, 690. What's worse, calf or hamstring cranks? I think it's the calf, but I usually get them in my hamstring. I disagree. I think hamstrings are a lot worse. I get more of them in my hamstring. Dude, hamstrings shut you down. Uh, they this shut one you shut down. me down. I was like, I was all over the place. All right, we'll be back. Cramp talk. <laughs> Brent Martineau. They probably already have one. Corn holing. Austin Lane. <laughs> you can have a call from PR in a little bit here. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. He's very similar to Baker as far as the movement in the pocket. So we just got to make sure we have 
disciplined rush lanes and get to the quarterback. I'm just treating it as another game, you know what I mean? Uh, uh, we need we need, we need need the rest of these wins to get to where we're trying to get to. Uh, at the end of the day, you know, I had my time with Jacksonville. That's, that's not a secret. So um, at the end of the day, I'm just going to treat it like another game, another Sunday. The fact that I've been playing with Khalid since I, I've been traded here is, has what's been special to me, being able to uh, rush with a guy that knows how I rush and things like that. Wise. 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 Just another game. This guy's getting like nine hours of sleep right now per night, just preparing for this game. Get an extra hour of sleep now. Just wait, man. Mm. Who do you think has a bigger game, Calais or Yannick Ngakwe? Mm. Great call. Those are the only kind of calls I make, Brent. Yeah, okay. Ouch. <laughs> I guess. Um. Oh, that's good though. Yeah, I mean that's why I asked it. Yeah, I know. I know it's good. What do you got for us? Ooh. I tell you what, I saw Jan play on Monday night, and he was close. Like I don't know if he ever ever even got anything statistically, but he was close. Yep. Like he he was impacting. Yep. He was moving. Uh, who they play? Uh, Baker Mayfield off the uh, spot, as they like to say. I'm gonna go with Jan. I'm gonna go with Jan too. Yep. It's like sacrilegious. I just said that. Yeah, but I mean, same, I like Eon, but no. I mean, I love you, Clay. Well, like, if you think the Jaguars are going to run the ball, though, well, that's Clay's Campbell territory up the middle, you know? But I, I still feel like Eon's going to have a couple strip sacks or something like that. So I'm, I'm going Yon. A couple? A couple. A couple? Pro- probably a Baker's dozen. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's, I, I think we're think it's going to be one of those games. I think Brent. we're giving these guys too much credit. Don't, I, I, hey, don't, we're giving them too much credit. Don't don't underestimate the fuel, man. All right, this is this is the highest, most combustible of fuel that you can put in your tank right now. If you're a football player, Just, you're playing the team that let you go. Okay, you're playing the team that did you wrong. That's petroleum, man. That's like, what's like the uh, Wawa? We get like the. the 93 or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like the 93 ethanol? Yeah. This is 99. This, this could be 120 it's like driving ethanol. an Escalade. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Pre, hey, only the most premiums for the Escalade. Exactly. It's got Fields Cadillac Escalades yeah. in my mind. Now we're talking. Um, I I don't I, – I think they're going to do okay. I think they'll impact. The problem is they're not going to need to impact the game either. It's like I'm just trying to think of – is there that moment? Do, what, do they get a okay? How about this? Mm. Let's go yes or no game. Mm. Does one of them get a sack? Yes. Does one of them get a forced fumble? Fumble strip sack. So strip sack. Yes. Because the only thing I can, I'm picturing, I'm seeing Gardner Minshew trying to extend a play. I know he, he can fumble to the backside. <laughs> he does yeah. fumble a little bit. Um, yeah, I'm gonna say yes. Does are you gonna play along here too? By the way, one of them nope. get multiple. I'm gonna put the over under at two and a half sacks combined. Oof, no, that's too much. Too much. No. You gonna play along though, or just hold me responsible for all these answers? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> this is what you do, and that's fine. I'm the fence. It's cool. You know, the Jags haven't given up a ton of sacks this year, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, they gave up like 32, I think it is. Mm-hmm. It's really not bad. Mm-hmm. Again, their offensive line's played. I gave it that stat. It was an alarming stat the other day. It was like seven through seven games, Minshew had 23 sacks. Yeah. Luton and Glennon had nine through six games. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. You, you think it is a little interesting. 
I mean, that goes to show you that when you're scrambling ability, sometimes well, you that's extend why, the play. That's why yeah. offensive linemen say they want to know where the guy is. They don't like that. Like the out-of-the-pocket stuff, they don't like that. Let me ask you this question. This is more related to Jan than it is Clayus Campbell. Will there be extracurricular activities after a play? Oh, that's a good one. Will there Those be... Those are the only kind I bring to the table once again. Will there be a... I'm roll. How about a flag? A flag? Okay. Yeah, we can say a flag. Or, or Okay, yeah, say a flag. I like that. I like that a lot. Okay, so will there be like a personal foul? With Yannick Ngakwe. Yeah. What do you think? I mean, I'm asking you now. Spot, all, all eyes on you, Brent Martin. I'm going to say no. You know what? We should actually write these down and have a little game here. It's re- being recorded. Okay. Much like my Greg Hardy comment yesterday. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, good. <laughs> well, what are the chances on Monday when you ask me to grab this audio that I have it? Yeah, no. It depends how well I do. <laughs> <laughs> As always. <laughs> so you think there's going to be a flag? No, I don't. No flag. Okay. Because I think Jan knows this oh. a big. He's he's gonna he's gonna buy into the team concept of, of Baltimore and be like, hey, this is this is about we need to get a win. This is when, about us. It's when, not about me. When you're up by a lot of points, though, a little, a little extra push. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. What do you mean? How about a stunner? Like you guys like to play those like parlays, right? Yeah. Oh, where it's like five yeah. bucks and win like five hundred I mean, because it's impossible. Well, if it comes a little more. Here's, than here's a, like what would the what would the Odds be on Calais getting a penalty. Oh, man. Imagine if that happened. I mean, not even on the board, I feel like. I feel like you can't even fathom that. At least plus 5,000. All right. So, let's. let's I mean, listen. Because to, to all you sick pups out there, I love gambling your money away. All right. So, if you're wondering, will Yannick Ngakwe get a flag? We got to remember this. Who's he going against, Brent? Who are the linemen? We got Cam Robinson and, yep. and Juwan Taylor. Yep. Was he, he was here with Juwan Taylor. Yes. Yeah. And he was here with Cam Robinson. Were they homies when they were? Do you, do you know any I kind of inside I information? I talked to Cam Robinson and Juwan Taylor today. Doing yeah. a story with them for the SEC Championship show we're doing tomorrow night, at seven Flex. o'clock on CBS Forty Seven. Flex away. And so I actually asked them. I was asking him about it. I was like, yep. hey, I was like, Jan's gonna be fired up. Yeah, and, you yeah, know, we're yeah. just joking. He's like, oh yeah, he is. But yeah. he's like, I can't wait. I'm fired up. Like Cam was fired up, but okay. he, he didn't. I think uh, there's no like bad blood. No there. bad blood. Okay. No. Okay. 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 But but you got to remember they got when against each other in practice. True. So you got, you know, at those positions, you've been there. Yes. How many times in practice did one of them snap? Well, I mean, listen, don't ask me that question because you know how I'm going to answer that all the time fighting. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think, that, oh, I'm going with the flag, Brent. I'm going with a personal foul, 15 yards, not going to matter, but I'm going with Yannick Ngakwe get a personal foul. Yeah, cause, because on the can, books. listen, because he wants the sack so bad, he could, like, hit Minshew in the head. Yeah. So it could be a roughing the pass. I mean, roughing the passer versus, ex- I was thinking kind of excessive celebration, but yeah. roughing the passer, certainly, that might happen with Yannick. I'm saying no, but I think that's a good over yeah. or a good yes bet. Yeah. That is a good yes bet. And he's probably going to do the whole Gritty dance because just because everyone's doing that. The uh, here's here's some food for thought. Next year, the Jaguars play the Rams. Who? See that sigh I just said. Uh, uh, okay. So question. Jalen <laughs> Ramsey. You just tell. Yeah. This conversation tenfold. Fortunately, the Jags should be better. Why? Because they can't be worse. That's wood being knocked on everybody. So much wood being knocked on right now. One thing, though. Oh, man. Because we don't obviously know when they're going to play the Rams yet. I hope it's towards the late end of the season. Because could you picture... Is it going to be... Do we know it's going to be L.A. or It's in J- L.A. Unfortunately, it's in L.A. So, Which means Jalen, if he stays in L.A., won't come back to Jacksonville for like a sure, really long time. Sure. But nevertheless, the worst thing I can see happening 
is like let's say they get let's say they get Fields, okay? And let's say Fields goes out there and maybe they play him early, so let's say it's a week two, week three, week four kind of game. He goes out there and Jalen Ramsey picks him off twice. And now all of a sudden you have Jalen Ramsey directly affect your team because now the quarterback's confidence could be a little shaky. That I mean, you want to talk about nightmare fuel? There it is, Brett. Hey. Yeah, I don't. I don't, 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 don't want to see the Rams early in the season. I don't even no. want to deal with that. I want to get comfortable. I want to. I want to like the Jags again. Mm-hmm. I, I want to have some good thoughts about Justin Fields. I, I want. I want a win or two. Yeah. Uh, I need. I need the Rams in the back half of the year before I get into that Jalen Ramsey stuff. Just from an emotional standpoint. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Please, schedule makers. I, I'm hear you. I hear you, man. Uh, if we see the Rams like week two, week three, I'm gonna cry. Should some of the teams that have star veteran quarterbacks unload them? Mm. About Detroit. Somebody suggested, mm. I forget who it was, that Pittsburgh say, hey, if you want to move forward, Oof. it's time to move on. Are what, they right? What about Atlanta? Atlanta's another one. Let's go over the list a little bit. I like this. And if that's the case, would okay. a team like Jacksonville with all this kind of money be interested in more of a veteran guy than a young guy? Are you off the Justin Fields wagon now? No, no. I'm okay. just asking. Okay. Talk okay. radio, man. Okay, I got you. Make it I'm all in. I just got to see where you stand. Okay. Good. I've already got my number one jersey. Half red <laughs> Ohio State, half Jags teal. It's right next to my James Robinson jersey. <laughs> Is it next to the Kyle Murray shirt? It's also next to the Gardner Minshew and Blake Bortles jersey. Yeah, you saw, that, you saw that Kyle Murray shirt as well? <laughs> no, I put that in the fireplace. Unbelievable. Kyle Murray coming to Jacksonville next year on the schedule. Is he really? Yeah. Oh, oh it's not going to matter. That yeah, I'm, not, matter. I'm never going to pick him fantasy that we year. We don't do no. QB report card year three. No, and plus, I don't pick him my fa- I don't pick the same quarterback two years in a row my fantasy. So, Kyler, maybe I'll see you around, maybe not, whatever, dude. We'll be back on ESPN 690. Calais. Calais, that, that guy, he, he was the mayor of Jacksonville. I can't imagine him talking crazy, but no, I'm just playing, but yeah, Calais might say something here or there, you know what I mean, um, I know, I know he really wanted to be here, I know that much, like, I know he wanted to finish his career in Jacksonville, and he definitely wanted to be in Jacksonville, so if he does talk some trash, he might just say, I wanted to be here, you know what I mean, like, I don't know if it'll be anything vulgar, I think it'll just kind of be, I wish I was with you guys right now, that kind of trash talk, <laughs> I, I think Jan is going to play extremely hard on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. You guys didn't want me anymore. The mayor of Saxonville. Do you know how bummed I am? Because I had new Sac City merchandise just right to print up. I'm, I'm lying. I didn't. I still can do it. Well, not this year, Brent. Not this year. Not does, doesn't really feel like a new Sac City so this year. We, we had to now. get our ducks in a row. Okay. But I'm just saying from a perspective... It does not feel like a new Sac City right now, does it? Can that be on the back of it? New Sac City. We had to get our ducks in a row. We had to get the ducks in the <laughs> Probably, quite yeah. frankly, could probably put ESPN 690 on the front of yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was really excited about that and everything. I was excited about the Visca touchdown celebration. <sighs> Remember have that? The Terminator heard, thing? Have you yeah. ever heard of someone breaking their throat? Yeah, is that real? Is reported. Yeah. I, <laughs> that's, hey, that's all I got to say to him about that. Ugh. Who is it? I forget even who it is. Center. Uh, Center for the Lions, obviously. For the Lions. Yeah. I don't know his name. Um, yeah, I've never heard you, of, you have a bunch of injuries. Yeah, man. Just getting over another one, I feel like. Don't need to disclose that, though. Well, I mean, over the just over yeah. time. Uh, and 
you've seen a lot of injuries in a locker room. Oh, yeah. Never heard of it. Like, I really have never heard of it. Yeah, I mean, listen, I can go on WebMD right now. Can you break your throat? I'm not sure what's going to pop up. Um, this brings new light to go for the throat. Listen, I mean, I, oh, yeah, I guess you can do it, okay? So it's official. Fantastic. I can't imagine breathing. Like, the, like even when, so for instance, Drew Brees. Drew Brees, Drew Brees broke like what, four or no, 11 ribs it was. Broke a lot of yeah. ribs. Okay. He still played after that a little bit. And he had a punctured lung. Like, you hear that, and it's like, excuse me? I know it. Uh, uh, come again? What? Like, are they really that? Like, I say, listen, football players are really tough, but is Drew Brees really that tough? I mean, come on, he's four yeah. years old. I mean, I know. Can it, it must not have hurt that much. Like, it hurt a little bit, but I, Brent, you is don't he think, that you tough? Don't, I think he, you don't think broken ribs and a punctured lung hurt? I don't want a punctured lung or broken ribs, but now I want kind of want to do a show through it just so I can say, see, I battled through it. <laughs> I mean, it can be arranged. I know it can. Yeah. Strike three coming up. You just tell me when. Well, I'm going to see the Chargers doctor soon. Okay. <laughs> I was about to say, go get the Chargers doctor. <laughs> you got an appointment? Yeah. All set up? After he's done with Thursday night football. Figure out the, oh, man. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, listen, a broken throat, man. Uh, I don't want to know what that feels like. I can't imagine. It, maybe it's not that bad, but it sounds horrible. Like, for instance, remember when you were a kid and you used the phrase, cracked your head open? Like, yeah, if someone yeah, cracks yeah. their head open, that sounds horrible. Yeah, right? yeah, true. Like, but, uh,. I have a little, uh, you know, contusion on my forehead. What does that sound like? Nothing. Nothing. Like a uh, knee contusion. Yeah, what's oh, a knee oh, contusion? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, contusion on your forehead. Well, you, got a you, get, you, get, you get a little laceration on your forehead. No, no man, I cut my violent. Hey, I, I, cut my, I cut my head open. Okay, that sounds bad. We're hey, done. What, what, what sounds worse, a broken eye socket or a fractured orbital? Broken eye socket. Yeah, it kind of does. A yeah. fractured orbital doesn't sound good either. Yeah, but broken eye socket's yeah, way true. worse. Okay, so what sounds worse? A broken throat or what the, the technical term is, which a fractured larynx. Don't know what a larynx yeah. even is. So yeah, it sounds so maybe it's one of those. Yeah. Maybe it's worse than it sounds. How do you how do you say the other part of it? The laryngeal trauma. <laughs> how do you say that? I'm I not think even you just did. Congratulations, Jaguar Access coming up tonight. Jaguars All Access coming up tonight on Fox 30 at 7 o'clock. What did I call it? What did I just call it? No, you're good. <laughs> Nothing, man. Uh, did I say Greg Hardy or Kevin? Hardy? Yeah, yeah. I don't know, um, man. You know, you have one hey, of those weeks. Would you, would you, is it time to move on for Ben Roethlisberger? No, I'm staying with him. How about Matthew Stafford? <sighs> I think I could move on from him. How about Matt think, Ryan? <sighs> that offense is still good, though. Right. But I'm probably moving on. I mean, listen, the, he, you're a statue back there. You're just one hit away from getting, you know, out for the season. So I'm, I'll probably replace him with All him. Right. Live local loud coming up next. Hey, make sure you go to ESPN690.com for our Dream 18 card, holiday stocking stuffer, athlete of the week vote, and our Deck the Doors campaign. ESPN690.com. I'll see you on TV tonight. CBS 47 and Fox 30. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards.